you can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, my spooky loves, and welcome to the next episode of The Haunted Estate. Like usual, your stories, my stories, and everything in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. I hope you are enjoying the beautiful weather of what is today. Where are you from? I am curious. Please come and tell us at our Facebook group. If you go to theparanormalpodcast.com underneath the top picture, you will see where you can click and be directed right to us. I think we're on Instagram and Twitter. I might need to update that kind of stuff, but I'm sure I'm somewhere. Anyways, today we are going to start with an article from my absolutely favorite, absolutely, absolute favorite website ever, which is the occultmuseum.com. It is titled 19 Seriously Scary Ghost Stories That Will Haunt You for Life. There are pictures that go along with this. So as I say in every single episode, if you head over to theparanormalpodcast.com, you will see where it says episode, blog, links type thing. You click there, you will find the links to every episode that I do. Call and tell us your ghost story toll free at one 270 3428 and visit us at the Number one, you need to go outside. I used to live in a house that backs up to a big public open space where there are hiking trails. Lots of joggers and other people out walk their dogs. Anyway, one night I kind of had a creepy dream that an old lady came into my room and it was trying to get me to come outside. The dream woke me up, so I got some water, turned off my fan because it was cold, and fell asleep again. I went right back into the same dream with this old lady coming into my room and calmly saying, You have to go outside now. I kept telling her no, it was too cold. I woke up again. My fan was on. I figured that I just thought I turned it off. The button gets stuck sometimes, so I got up. I turned the fan off and went back to sleep. This time, I had the exact same dream. Except this time, she was much older looking, and she was really agitating. She was yelling, go outside, you must go outside. I got up in the dream and followed her to the hallway. When I got to the hallway, she wasn't there. Then I woke up, and I was actually standing in the hallway. I've never walked around in my sleep before or after this. Also, my fan was on when I went back to my room. At this point, I was so freaked out, I got something to eat and watch TV for a couple hours. I went back to bed around 5 or 6. The dream didn't come back. The weird part is that a couple days later, I saw that there were police cars in the open space across the street. When I asked my mom what happened, she said that they found an older woman who was reported missing a few days before. She must have had a heart attack or stroke or something on the trail near my house. They had found her body. 
Oh, I really like that. That's one of those ones where it's like, and you don't believe in the paranormal now. How do you not believe in that? <laughs> Number two, the little girl on the tricycle. I was driving home from work one night when I saw a little girl in a tricycle riding across the street and into some woods that drop off into a creek. I brake and skid to avoid her and walk to where I thought she fell. I saw nothing. Some cops pulled up to ask me what I was doing. I told him. He told me, I told him that I saw a girl in a tricycle heading across the street where it dropped off. Then he tells me right away that I see what other drivers see. It was more than 40 years ago. A child was killed riding her tricycle across that section of road. Others have seen her multiple times, sometimes in other areas on her tricycle. After some construction brought change to that section of the road, expansions and barriers, all sightings ceased. Two large knocks. This is number three. I should say it first. Number three, two large knocks. When I was young, I used to stay at my grandparents' house. They had a walk-in attic, which I was absolutely petrified of. And of course, I slept in the room just past the walk-in attic. The house was out in the countryside. It was so quiet. You could always hear if anyone was still up. I used to have real trouble getting to sleep, would often wake up in the middle of the night, afraid to move, and would just lie still. Anyways, one night, around 4 or 3 a.m., I woke up. I was feeling brave. I was going to get over this stupid fear of the dark, so I whispered under my breath, if anything is here, please tell me. Almost instantly, there were two large knocks on my, on my bedroom door. I never asked again. Number four, no one wants to live upstairs. This happened when I stopped by a friend's house for dinner. They lived in a three-story, but their landlord rented out the third floor. I had to use the bathroom upstairs because the downstairs one was being used. And while I was there, I heard footsteps upstairs. It sounded more like a little kid running. I shrugged it off and figured it was just the upstairs neighbors. After dinner, I asked them about them, if they have kids, how long they've lived there. And she kind of looked at me weird and said that they haven't had neighbors upstairs for a really long time. Kind of freaked out. I told her I heard something running, and she was like, oh yeah, our house is haunted. The previous guy that lived here hung himself in the backyard and killed his family on the third floor. Now no one wants to live upstairs. And after that, I was like, okay, thanks for dinner. Bye. <laughs> Number five, the truck stop. This is an experience my sister her husband and I had about 20 years ago. We were driving back to her house one night, going past a truck stop when we saw an old man. He stepped out in front of us. Her husband, who was driving, slammed on the brakes, and we all started freaking out because the old man had disappeared. My sister and her husband jumped out, thinking that they had just killed a man. But there was nothing there. A cop comes along, and a few truckers wandered over to tell us that it was almost a weekly occurrence. Apparently, there had been an old man who had lived there and later died in the house across the road, who used to go over to check his chickens every night before bed. The chicken coop had been torn down years before so they could build a truck stop. When they tore down the house a few years later, they made to make way for heavy equipment dealership, the sighting stopped. Number six, the old plantation house. My boyfriend lives in Silver in Civil War era plantation home on a huge farm. The place has a weird vibe to it. None of the animals will come upstairs. If you bring them up, they'll just start shaking and dart back downstairs. My boyfriend won't even go into one of the bedrooms. Slave shackles are still hanging up in the basement. 
The place has apparently been pretty dormant as far as paranormal activity goes for the past year. I've had a couple odd experiences. My boyfriend says that always gets more active around the holidays. In November, right before Thanksgiving, I was staying the night with him. I was about to fall asleep when I heard something outside. At first, I thought it was a pack of coyotes. They roam around the back of the farm. But then I heard it a few seconds, again, and then after after that, definitely was not a coyote. I immediately woke up and was aware of my surroundings, and I heard it again. It was a woman outside, calling for John. She sounded so panicked and distressed. I heard her call a few more times. I could hear the voice moving around the yard. I was creeped out, but I cuddled out to my boyfriend and went back to bed. I told my boyfriend about it in the morning. He said, that's a new one. Fast forward to exactly a month from my experience. I wake up, and the first thing out of my boyfriend's mouth is, remember a couple weeks ago when you heard a woman outside calling for someone? What name was it? John. I heard it last night. I set a reminder on my phone for the next month, but nothing happened. Really eerie. I've been trying to find out some history on the house to find out if John lived there. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Number seven, the big mistake. Before my girlfriend and I moved in together, my girlfriend lived alone in a house that she owned. During the course of us dating and me spending the night, she finally explained some of the weird stuff going on in her home. Weird banging sounds happening at all hours, other weird sounds, seeing things out the corner of your eye. There were even a couple times when she saw something walking around the house. She described it as being a roped figure, almost like the Grim Reaper. There was also the feeling that someone was watching you from behind. You know that same feeling that causes the hairs on the back of your neck to stand on end. But the worst was the constant foreboding feeling coming from one of the unused bedrooms. These happenings scared her so much, she simply, simply explaining it caused her to cry. Now, I'm a skeptic about these things. I'm that guy that'll watch all the paranormal shows and find the logical reasons for the happenings. Since we were just dating at the time, and I really liked her, I wanted to impress her. I wanted to show her my bravado and my lack of fear for the thing in the room. Get out of this house, you asshole, I yelled into the room. Do not bother her again, you hear me? Or you'll have to deal with me. You don't want to mess with me. Really big mistake. Big, big, really big mistake. I spent that night at my girlfriend's. Sometime in the middle of the night, I suddenly woke up from a night terror. I had them a couple nights before. I didn't experience anything crazy. Well, maybe once. But for this instant, it felt intentional. I felt like I had poked a bear and it wanted to show me something that it doesn't want to be messed with. I woke up paralyzed, heart throbbing, being able to see and hear what was around you. I could feel my girlfriend lying down next to me and I could hear her breathing. That wasn't the scary part, though. The scary part was the hearing. Yes, hearing. Something ran out of the room and down the stairs, away from me towards the unused bedroom. I could hear it make its way through the house. It's a small house, but whatever. I desperately tried to get out of this night terror. I tried telling myself that it was a dream. 
I tried praying. I desperately tried to crawl out my girlfriend's name. I knew it was a night terror, but I couldn't get out of it. Every time before, I could wake up, reminding myself what it was. She somehow heard my whimpered call and woke me up. I didn't go back to sleep that night. Number eight, the unplugged radio. I lived in a weird house as a kid, which resulted in chairs being moved to other rooms when I was the only one home, kitchen cupboards opening late at night when no one else was awake. I could be sitting at the computer in a lit room at night and watch as a black cloud would float through a closed door and sit suspended in the air across the room from me. I had footsteps that would walk outside my door, loud breathing. I was so terrified as a child that I ended up sleeping with music on so I could tune out the noises. I still, to this day, cannot sleep without music playing. I probably could have convinced myself that most of it wasn't real as I aged. If it wasn't for a certain weird thing happening. It was about 11 a.m. in the morning. My younger brother and I were home while my mother was out doing jobs. We were waiting for her to come back to pick us up. So we were sitting by the front window, watching for the car, when we heard the radio playing from my brother's room. We both didn't understand why it was on. So all of a sudden, we walked to my brother's room. My brother hid behind me. I had to walk in the room first, and the second I crossed the threshold, the radio went silent. On closer inspection, it wasn't plugged in. There were no batteries in the back of it. There was no logical explanation for it playing. And my brother, a young boy, had a bunch of matchbox cars and an old playmat. Swore and declared he had parked the cars neatly on it in lines. But when we went in there, the cars were thrown all over the room. Luckily, we moved out of that house, but my brother and I still remember the radio saga, clearly to this day. It's pretty much the only reason I know I wasn't completely crazy as a kid. <clears throat> Number nine, he's smiling at us. My father passed away, and I'd always felt his presence through the years. I'd experienced simple things like cupboards opening, faucets running, a knock on the door every time I showered. But once, my son was about three, he told me that his grandfather, my father, was standing in the dining room smiling at us. I nearly shat myself because I had never spoken to him about my father. That night, I had a dream that my dad came into my room. He said I was doing great, sat on a chair, and proceeded to float away on said chair. Ever since that night, I haven't felt him around me. Number 10, the black hole. I lived in one particular house a few years ago where we always suspected there was some sort of supernatural activity going on. We'd leave things in places to find them gone. We'd leave a room to find the door closed on its own, seeing figures and shadows and some sort of thing. However, one incident trooped all of these, topped all of these. I was lying on my bed one night, just before going to sleep, when all of a sudden the room temperature started to drop, shortly followed by that gut feeling you get when you suspect something isn't quite right. Curious as to why all this happened so suddenly, I lift my head to scan the room to see what was up. Only encounter a large black hole situated at the foot of my bed, hanging slightly ajar from the wall. I had no idea what the hell this thing was. I can only describe it as an absence of anything. Like there was nothing there. It felt so cold and truly evil. Thankfully, not being completely paralyzed by fear, I remembered reading somewhere that ghosts, spirits, and whatever else can mess with you only if you invite them in. So I yelled at this thing to go away, you're not welcome here, as well as other rude expletives. After a while, this thing converged on itself, and that horrible feeling seemed to disappear along with it. 
still have yet to explain what was most likely the strangest thing that has ever happened to me. Number 11, the demon gun. My dad bought a pistol from a friend of his, a real weird guy, for my mom to use in the house for home protection. He was gone all the time, and we had started to have some weird people around the house at night. So she accepted it, even though she really didn't like guns. For some reason, she kept it underneath her bed. After he bought the the gun into the home, she started having some really weird dreams, and it always felt like someone was in in her room at night staring at her. After a while, she started getting woken up by what felt like someone kicking the mattress from underneath the bed. This really wigged her out because there was no one in the room. It freaked her out so much that she started sleeping on the couch. One day, her best friend came over, and they started talking about the issue. Her friend suggested that it was a demon in her room. These were religious people, mind you. They both go into the room to investigate the disturbance, as they call it. My mom mentioned something about the gun and told her friend that that must have been the culprit. It had a demon attached to it. She needed to get rid of it. So she picked it up and took it to the garage. Now I have a hard time believing this next part, but they both swear to this day that it happened. She put the gun in the box in the garage and locked the deadbolt door as we normally do. As soon as, she, as, soon as the bolt latched, she and her friend claim that all hell broke loose in the garage. They claim that it sounded like something was going berserk, knocking stuff over and kicking at the door, trying to open it. They both huddled in the living room, praying like crazy for 20 minutes until the commotion died down. The next day, my dad comes home and asks what happened to the garage because everything was knocked over. She tells him he bought a demon gun and made him immediately get rid of it. Number 12, the basement door. When I was young, we lived in a house that had the usual ghost activity hearing footsteps, hush voices in the next room. But it was a really cool thing was at the basement door. It would open on its own. I'm not talking open an inch or two when you close the door nearby. I mean, it would swing fully open like somebody was walking through it. My parents tried locking the door and it would still swing open on its own. By the time I was learning to walk, my dad was concerned that I would fall down the steps. So he went down in the basement and just said to no one in particular that he had a young daughter upstairs and if they could please be careful with the door. Ever since then, the basement door would open slowly shut on its own. Number 13. Shh. When I was about 12 and started getting left alone at home, something used to shush me. I'd be pouring cereal, singing along to the TV, and suddenly, shh. First time it happened, I absolutely crapped myself and didn't say a word until someone came home. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't think anyone would believe me. I'd even start to convince myself it was just my own imagination. But then it would happen again. I think it happened five or six times. One Saturday morning, I was in my top bunk. The beds were super noisy, and the slightest moves would result in them creaking. Shh! I thought it was my younger sister and decided to annoy her further. I started rocking rocking about in my bunk, making as much noise as I possibly could. And suddenly, shh! I chuckled, thinking it was my sister. And then she whispered nervously from below, Was that you, the shushing? Was that you? I popped my head down and said, no, it was you. She looked terrified. Her eyes welled up with tears, and she said, no, it wasn't. She ran out of the room crying and wouldn't come back for a long time. I realized it must have been the shushy ghost. was overcome with relief I wasn't crazy, because someone had else heard it. Haven't heard it since, but I'm always kind of waiting. Number 14, Unknown Number. 
My grandmother died of brain cancer about 20 years ago. About two weeks after she died, I was hanging out over at my parents' place when my mom got a call. No number, no unknown number, just blank caller ID. She answered it, got quiet, hung up, and went to her room without saying anything. When I finally got to talk to her about it, she said that it was her mother, saying that she was trapped and to please come get her because they wouldn't let her leave over and over again. Then the phone disconnected. I asked her about it a few years ago. She denied that it ever happened for a bit, then admitted that it happened two more times, and then stopped. But she didn't want to discuss it anymore. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That's really terrifying. I just want to talk about that for a second. The way that I've kind of been told about the afterlife is... I've kind of put together everything that I've learned from all these different mediums, from all these shamans, from all these everythings. And the way that I like to talk about it is like a building with all these kind of floors. And you go to a certain floor depending on who you were in this life. And I just, I wonder how much of a connection you have to back here and how much, how physical you actually are, because that's something that nobody really knows. And I just wonder, like, if you are that desperate to come back and get a hold of somebody, or if you've been a really bad person on earth, what it's, what it's really like, and if you're able to make communication back to earth. I just remember that movie, The Risk Cutters, and it was about where you go when you commit suicide. And it just seemed like such a weird, a weird way to look at the afterlife. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Number 15, The Graveyard. My cousin's son did this. He was three and sitting behind my cousin in the car when they stopped at a red light. He said to my cousin, Mom, can I play with those kids? They're calling to me to play. She looked out the window. She was looking at a graveyard. Number 16, The Shadow. Years ago, I was sleeping with my fiancé at his mother's house. I woke up in the middle of the night with the weirdest feeling that somebody was watching me. I scanned the room and noticed that someone is standing at the foot of the bed on my fiancé's side. The figure was pitch black and featureless. I'm terrified and I think, oh, I must be dreaming. Then I look over at my fiancé. He's staring at it too. It was the most horrifying moment ever. Suddenly, my fiancé sits up really quickly and aggressively. In that moment, the thing disappeared. Afterward, I wanted to dig a hole in the mattress and sleep under him. I found out later that pretty much everyone in his family had seen this thing and they called it the shadow. Still makes my crawl, still makes my skin crawl when I think about it. That night was the most frightened I'd ever been in my life. 17. The Footsteps. The only one that I have is when I was in the fourth grade, when I was little. I would always sleep with my door open. I went through a phase where I would wake up between 3 and 4 a.m. every night, and every single night I would hear footsteps walking up my stairs and around my living room, Though my di- through my dining room, across the kitchen, and down my hallway. They would always stop right before my doorway and turn around and go back to the basement. But one night, they didn't stop. What I saw was a shadow of a little boy or girl, couldn't tell, walk right in front of my doorway, look at me for a few seconds, then walked back down the stairs. I slept with the door closed the next night. 
Number 18, leave my family alone. This was around seven years ago. We had some paranormal troubles before, including shadow people and noises. A hundred-year-old home seemed to be like that. Anyways, it was about midnight. My brother and I were fast asleep upstairs. Our parents were downstairs watching some TV show like Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures or something when the episode ended. They were talking about spirits and stuff. Now, the layout of the living room was like this. The TV was facing the chair my father was sitting in, which is facing perpendicular to the couch that my mom was sitting in. Since they were talking, my dad was facing my mom and sees the damnedest thing. My mother is speaking at the end of the couch, and the one that she's sitting on, she's slowly lifting herself into the air. She stopped talking when she feels it happening. Less than a second later, the couch drops from about a foot in the air. Well, my dad is into all the ghost hunting stuff, so he stands up from his chair and yells, Fucker, you do not mess with my family. Leave my family alone, you bastard. He continues yelling, all the while walking across the living room into the den, which is the creepiest part of the house. The den just didn't ever feel like a safe place. It was always cold, and sometimes I'd hear the piano playing random notes by itself. It had been added onto the house most recently, so I think that's why. He went in there and continued yelling. He flipped the lights on and just flips the lights on and just in time for every door in the room to slam itself shut. There were three. Immediate peace and quiet. Never heard of another incident like this. There were no more shadow people, no more noises, no more creepy feelings. So I guess they left or something. Number nineteen. The watering hole. Here's my story. My wife and I moved into their parents' house when my uncle died unexpectedly in 2009. They had to move in with my grandmother to take care of her, so we assumed ownership of my parents' house. Now, this house had been in the watering hole of the back town in the day. The well is in my basement. It's a hole in my basement floor covered by a five-foot-wide slate rock. This is important because our priest told us that spirits can travel along waterways, which is why every time we get our house blessed every few months before things start happening again. Anyways, we move into the house and things are nice. Everything's calm. Me and my wife, fiancé at the time, were happy to be out of my sister's house. Once my wife gets pregnant, things kick into high gear. Shoes go missing on a daily basis. Every day she puts them in the same spot after work. One day she was in the attic and heard a woman ask, Is that my baby? She said. The woman sounded genuinely confused as to whose unborn baby she was pregnant with. Things kept escalating until one night I was just about to turn the lights off and go to bed when I see a black mass at the side of my wife's bed. It was pitch black and completely solid before I realized what I was looking at. My hand flipped on the lights and my sleeping wife immediately started speaking in what sounded like French. Since we took French in high school and college, we deduced that she was saying, Je me suis, which means I am myself. The next evening, we were at play rehearsal for our local acting group. We were talking to our friend, Rhonda, as we were talking about random bits of small talk. We noticed that she seemed very distracted. She kept glancing quickly from side to side of us, the way you would if you were watching a bug zigzag around the room. We asked her what was going on. She said, I know this sounds crazy, but there's this black thing in the auditorium. Every time I look at it, it moves. I just can't get a fix on it. We freak out immediately and tell her our story. We leave the auditorium, call a priest to have a blessing for the house. As he's blessing the house, he stops and does a double take at one of the crosses hanging on the wall. After the blessing, he asks about it. My wife said it was beautiful and that it called to her and she had to have it. He leaned back, said it was interesting, that it was a Benedictine crucifix. 
crucifix. We reply with, uh, okay, and he continues to say the Benedictine crucifixes were used in exorcism. It was very interesting that this crucifix called to you so strongly. So that was a fun episode. Those are the 19 stories, which again, I will say is from my absolute favorite website, theocultmuseum.com. I will have them featured on my website. I will also have the links to this article, which you can read yourself and take a look at some of the pictures on theparanormalpodcast.com. Don't forget to call in your story to record it toll free, 1-877-260-3428. Send me an email at c-e-l-i-n-a at thehauntedestate.com. And there is a donate button on the page if you would like to donate because, you know, it doesn't pay for itself. (laughs) Have a great night, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Haunted Estate. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.